free. <laughs> Stephanie has anxiety and it's really funny. <laughs> Hi. Hi, welcome to <laughs> Lights, Camera, Wait, What's the Name of This Podcast? I'm Stephanie. Um, that's Logan. Hey. That's Ben. Hey. And we have a special guest, and his name is Frank. Wait, is, is uh, what's the name of the podcast actually the name of the podcast? Absolutely not. Uh, wait, okay, so what's the name of the podcast? Lights, Camera, Wait, This is a Podcast. Oh, oh, that's actually the name of the podcast. That's, that's oh, the podcast that's name. Yeah, just, okay. just a second here. You, you said, here is Logan and here is Ben, and you pointed at us in real life. Yeah. They, they, it's a rookie a mistake. They <laughs> can't see you pointing. They can't see you pointing. I, I talk this with my hands. I talk medium. with my hands. See, like, I'm overruled by men. Please. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> Please stop. I'm going to okay. lose every argument. Part of the podcast magic is I could describe myself doing jumping jacks. I could easily be doing jumping jacks right now, but I'm actually not. But See, you are doing jumping jacks. Movie magic. <laughs> Holy Oof. shit. <laughs> Oof. I'm doing backflips. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not fooling anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Backflip. Wow. Quality sound effects. Oof. All right, Stephanie. Oof. Hi. <laughs> ben, don't look at me that way. Uh, for context, uh, all three of us are currently staring directly at Stephanie. <laughs> it's making me freak out. Stop. Don't do it. Okay. Men, men, guys. Why is your default instinct to just say men over and over again? <laughs> a little bit of tact over here. <laughs> Defense mechanism, stop staring at me. Just give me a second. You're talking. Everyone cover your eyes. Everyone Thank you. Eyes. Thank you. All right, I cover Thank my you. eyes. So last Can I do time. a backflip? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> take out your emergency sleeping mask. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so last time Logan did improv. I suck at improv, so rather wait, than wait, that... Wait, wait, wait. So, so you're directly admitting to the fact that we had a certain improv section rather than just going for it? I'm pretty sure to everybody be fair, noticed it. That improv session was not the best. <laughs> it was not good at all. I, for context, all. I have literally just came on. Like, I just got on. You didn't work, listen so. to the other episode? Uh, you never got... You, I never got a link sent to you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm it's completely new. Fair enough. That's yeah. fair. Oh, also in that... They just did two backflips right there. So yep. uh, mark that for the record. Oof. Another two. God damn, Ben. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Slow it down. It's <laughs> on oh, my neck. My neck. No, no. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, this is a movie podcast. <laughs> 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 All right. So rather than improv, I'm just going to give you guys questions I've heard in movies before, and then we'll go from there. And here's the question. Wait. So nice. right, are, we, are we addressing specific questions about movies? Or? No. No. Okay. This is questions that have been in movies. Let me are, give you wait, an example. Are we trying to like no, 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 no. finish Shh. the quote? Have we, have no, no, no. No, no, no. Just, no. just answer it. Just answer it. No. no. Okay. I get watch, it. Watch, I get watch, it. Okay, watch, right watch. <laughs> From the movie Hot Rod. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah I don't. Yep, yep. Okay. I got it. Rod says, "Oh, right. I was going to ask you who would you th- who you would think would win in a fight? Grilled cheese or a taco?" Grilled cheese, but uh, if it's prison rules taco. Um, that's pretty racist. Um, grilled <laughs> cheese all the way, uh, and I can explain myself here. Grilled cheese is soft. Grilled cheese, you can punch a grilled cheese and it'll still be a grilled cheese. If you punch a taco, it becomes dust. It becomes crumbs. You it is no longer a taco. <laughs> you can it punch is the, to a grilled it, you, cheese sandwich. Yeah. You, if you punch a taco against a table, 
it is no longer a taco. If you punch a grilled cheese, it is still a grilled cheese. If you throw a grilled cheese at a taco, that cheese, that melted cheese is going to stick that grilled cheese together. It's going to stay together. It's going to stay a grilled cheese. That taco is gone. It's not a taco anymore. Grilled cheese wins every time. See, I would point uh, to contrary because um, with tacos, you could almost put any sort of meat in a taco. I'm talking like like tongue, you know, just gut. Uh, we really have all sorts of things in tacos. Mm. So my point is tacos might not be the most physically strongest, but, you know, when's the last time you've ever seen meat lose to cheese? When's, when's <laughs> the first time you've ever seen that? You see a lot of things where I come from. I mean, you can put meat in a grilled cheese. Tracy, right? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. You, you you see a lot of things in the kitchen, my man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen uh, I've seen a lot of good, uh, lot of good sandwiches. <laughs> a lot of good sandwiches go to waste. <laughs> real, real sad stuff there, man. All right. Anyways, okay. So the two movies we're reviewing. Wait, it was only one question. Yeah, it was only one oh, question. Wow, that was a whole segment. I'll give wow, you I'll yeah. give you more questions as I host ah. more podcasts. Right That's on. my right theory. All right, I like it. I like it. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so the two movies we're um, reviewing are Spirited Away and Pan's Labyrinth. Um, I think we're going to start with Spirited Away, which is about a 10-year-old Chihiro and her parents come across an abandoned amusement park after the parents go, are turned into (laughs) prick. Shut up. After the parents are turned into pigs, Chihiro meets the mysterious Haku, who explains that par- the park is a resort for supernatural beings who a need a break. Right there. No, this is from Wikipedia. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Not really. No, it, it was it was gonna stop eventually. Okay. But anyways, the super. This whole entire podcast is a spoiler warning. We recommend you watch the movies before listening to the podcasts. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So anyway, her parents are turned into pigs. She meets Haku, and then he basically... Don't stare at me, Ben. (laughs) Logan, Frank, okay. Anyway, it's an amusement park. Um, (laughs) I thought it was a bathhouse. No, that one it, house he, he, was. He clearly says building. in the beginning that it's a it's an abandoned amusement park. Yeah, and well, the for spirits, the spirits. Yeah, the spirits basically come to the amusement park just to have like a break from the real world. From being spirits. Yeah, and so then um, Chihiro has to work at the bathhouse to <laughs> to basically save her parents and herself. That's it. That's basically it. Thank you. That was it. That was literally <laughs> it. So anyway, um, who wants to start it off? Well, I think you get to choose that as, oh, the, okay. as the host. Well, first of all, I guess um, rating. Oh, ratings. Ratings. Um, well, I, I'm going to give this one a 7.5. Ooh, that's pretty good. For a Logan skill, that's um, pretty good. I gave it a 6.5. Um, mm. Suck a dick. Okay. Como se dice, suck my dick. Would you rate it, Frank? I give it. I give it. Uh, I give it a, a couple hands spilling gold out of it. What is that in rating form? What? One through ten. How no, good is no, it? No, it's 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 a couple of hands spilling gold out from their out of ten. Fan, phantom oh, membranes. Okay. So is that okay. really good? Because it's gold. Well, that's your interpretation. Because but then in the movie, it was just dirt. 
No, it was gold. It became in, just dirt. In the moments. In the the moments, gold symbolizes gold. greed, by yeah. the way. So mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Oh, right. I don't know what that means. everything. Okay, I take it back. Uh, it's um, it's one, it's, uh, one contract. <laughs> ben, are you okay? Yeah. One contract to work at the bathhouse. Okay. Oh, okay. That's, What'd you that's say? a good What'd you say? Good it's a contract to work at a bathhouse out of 10. Mm. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> well, um, considering she I didn't get turned good. into an animal because of the contract. I guess. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he wants to work at that bathhouse is a lot. Can we actually talk about like how fun it'd be to work at that bathhouse? Like, no. What? what do you mean? It's kind of gross. I'd be stressed no, out. I mean, like, I mean, like all the all the interactions between the coworkers seem like pretty solid. Like, I want like. I, sleeping I, like, in the same room and all everything. Of, all of them hate humans, and all the spirits are kind of gross. Yeah, but at the very end, like despite their hatred of humans, everyone was like, "Hey, Chihiro, like, how are you doing, Chihiro? Like, Chihiro has some pretty good friends there, even <laughs> though she was human." Sen. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, right, yeah. Sen. Sorry. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm under Yubaba's embrace. Can't can't say my real name. Mm. Can we just talk about like the entire movie? The first the first thirty minutes, I was like, okay, I'm here for this. The first part where I was truly taken out of the entire movie was the part where you see the bird and the bird <laughs> oh, just has the old lady's lady. face on it. And you're just like, whoa, yeah. okay, right. I'm watching I'm watching a fantasy movie, right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that mm. surprised me too. But yeah. that's that's also. like commonly known in Ghibli films, like in Howl's Moving Castle, his face is in his bird body. I don't know. You have mm. never seen a Ghibli film, Ben. So nope. Oh, this is your first Ghibli? This is my first. Oh, okay. This was also my first that I remember. I think I've seen Howl's Moving Castle, but I was pretty young at the time. Yeah, same here. Which the animation is fun. Yeah. yeah, it's good animation. Vis- yeah, beautiful pleasing. animation. There's yeah. some. There's like every now and then there'd be like a 3D part, and that yeah. threw me off. I yeah, didn't it like threw that. me off a little bit. Like uh, there was one shot in particular I remember that was like of her feet while she was walking. That was like 3D animated. Oh, I remember that, uh, yeah. and that kind of threw to, me uh, off a little. They go to um, what was the other sorceress's name? Zaniba. 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 Zaniba's uh, house, and like it has that 3D zoom in. You're just like, oh, mm. right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh. And she was like running through like bushes at one point. Mm. Oh yeah. And it was really, it just felt weird. Mm. Yeah, but it was good that, animation. That yeah. entire movie's know. visually. No, I don't know why they had to switch to 3D. Mm. I thought it was, I don't know. You had something good oh, going with mo- the 2D. Most of it was hand drawn, actually. Yeah, yeah, it was. But yeah. like when they would switch to 3D, it's like why? And it's super enriched with detail and visually mm. pleasing. Like it's mm. just so great. Yeah, the movie was stunning. It's it's honestly, it's a work of art. Just watching it, mm-hmm. like without even judging it as a movie, just looking at it, just visually, it is it is very beautiful. I think my problem was the first act was way too short, and you're kind of just thrown into it. And I'm just kind of I'm just kind of mm-hmm. like, ah, what's happening? I Respect felt weird. I felt weird about it. Like everything that was happening until she he. She met the the what was it Obabi? What's the name? Haku, the some the, <laughs> the old lady. Oh, oh Obaba. Yubaba. Yeah. Obabi, Obaba, uh, Obama, <laughs> Obama. <laughs> Obama. Can, can, can you imagine like Baba Yaga, but who? Like that, but Barack Obama. Right. <laughs> Barack Obama and Joe Biden when she met when she met the old lady and she started like explaining it. That's when I was like, okay, I'm a little into it. We should probably also mention that these films are foreign. And mm. Yeah, you picked yeah. two foreign films Can for us to watch. Oh, I was under pressure. Yeah, I, didn't know I was, I was under pressure. Can Thanks. we just mention how both movies, like both, they're both foreign and they're both isekai. 
<laughs> like, what? What, 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 like you, you rented <laughs> wait, wait, both wait, wait, isekai. Wait, isekai. Uh, time out, oh. yeah. Oh, okay. So isekai, it's basically a, uh, it's a genre in um, Japanese cinema where basically it means a different world. It's the oh. entire premise of someone being transported okay. to a different world having an adventure mm. there. But yeah, you recommended two foreign isekai movies. I was under pressure and those were the two movies that popped in my head. Well, to be fair, good though, picks though, yeah, good picks. I enjoyed yeah. them. Both like total classic young girl coming of age, fish out of water, total <laughs> like yeah. uh, hero's journey, classic style. Well, films, I, which I, is not I necessarily really can't a make bad the connection. Thing. I enjoyed both of like them. these. What? I really can't make the connection why Stephanie would ever like something like this. <laughs> yeah, girl <laughs> coming of age, being a fish out of water. Are you trying to say I'm a fish out of water? You're no. not a fish in water. You're right. <laughs> nice. But I Thank like you. how this story was written with no plot. It was just drawn, and he lets the drawings guide him, which was really that interesting. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that's hmm. really interesting. What do you mean that means? I, just, I got that. Just, that's just it. <laughs> it did kind of seem like uh, almost like rambling, like the story wasn't thought out yeah. mm-hmm. from one of the, the beginning. One of the notes I had was it felt like multiple TV episodes stitched together. Oh. A little bit. I can see that. I can totally see that. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, also, uh, <laughs> there's another fun fact. Um, all the animation was actually done, and the voice lines were added afterwards because really? he didn't want that. Really? He didn't want that sort of like just like bad dubbing effect. So all the voices recorded afterwards to flow better with the animation. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And hmm. this this particular film won in an Academy Award for animation. Yeah, it's actually yeah. one mm-hmm. of the only hand drawn uh, hand drawn movies to ever won an Oscar yeah. for animation. Oh. It's also the longest animation movie in like the Oscar category at 125 That's minutes. Two yeah. hours. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And the first foreign animation to win an Academy Award. Yeah. Hmm. It felt like it almost had a couple of different endings. I guess this is kind of piggybacking on what Ben said um, about how it feels like multiple episodes of a TV show stitched together. Uh, is it, it felt like it was sort of reaching the end several times as the movie went on before mm-hmm. it actually reached its real end. I agree. I can see that. I, mm-hmm. I suppose, yeah. I don't know. The first time I watched it was when I was like a little girl, so I didn't... Mm. No, I didn't really care for it much. First time I watched it was a big boy. I'm a big <laughs> boy right now. <laughs> you are. <laughs> okay, Stephanie. Yeah, We're but also this film um, in Japan, it grows higher than Titanic at the time. Impressive. It, yeah, which yeah. is says a lot. It does. It well, does. I mean, like it does, yeah. this it movie does. actually like top and starts at a lot of things. It's like the only like anim- hand drawn animation to win an Oscar. Like mm-hmm. it topped the charts like in nearly like almost everywhere. It's defined as a classic. In it's actually if you look at the IMDb top like 200, it's like at 30 something. I think. It, yeah, it's, which it's is impressive. High up there. Like it, this is definitely really? a classic. Yeah, and it's number two in top animations. Also, yeah. can I just say how hard this movie was to find? Oh, yeah, yeah. my bad. Oh, Sorry. my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, apparently they're, they're... They the do not stream Sorry. Yeah, like anywhere. I couldn't find it to stream anywhere. Yeah, oh, well, just, I was I just going to... I found it online. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I had to my bad. illegally stream it. Yeah, that's what Piracy I Piracy is wrong. Sorry, My Trump. bad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I was going to... FBI, listen to this man. Arrest Ben. <laughs> Yo, we're just trying to get more viewers, you know? They like bad boys. The, uh, <laughs> the amount of effort I had to put in at 5 a.m. to find the original Japanese version. 
Oh, you watched the original? You watched Japanese? Japanese. I watched Sub the original dub. Japanese version with English okay. sub because you know if I'm going to watch the movie, I want the original audio. Because that's fair. That's that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's the fair. way director I, intended. Yeah, they they told me that dub was fine for this one since an animation, mm-hmm. but I felt like I had problems with it. See, like. I prefer a sub because I prefer the original um, audio yeah. with the original animation. Cause there were a yeah. few lines that felt off in the dub. Well, because you know you're adapting, you're not only adapting it for another language, but no, also know the culture. Yeah, mm-hmm. and as I, I've been in like a like a voice acting workshop, mm-hmm. and brag about it for. <laughs> For dubbing, you don't always say the exact lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you, you you often have to edit the lines to fit the lips. Yeah. And how you say something is almost as important as what you're saying. Mm. And so when you don't have that exact original interpretation of it, the, the original lines, you do lose a little bit, I think. And yeah. I feel like it the subtitles may have been just a little bit better. I did watch the, the dubbed version, but mostly because I was too lazy to go back to the main menu and change it. Agreed. But yeah, I found the last copy of this movie at my local Walmart. I went to like three different cities to try to find this movie and then ended up, yeah. ended up finding it like a yeah. mile down the road. Um, yeah, I checked, checked Lodi, I checked Tracy. I'm so sorry. Uh, and then eventually I just I stopped by the Walmart uh, in right here in my hometown. And I went and it was right there. It was the last one. The case was all beat up and ripped. And I was like, hmm, okay, yeah, this is, this is nice. It was next to about eight copies of Princess Mononoke. <laughs> well, to be fair, Princess Mononoke is also like a really it's good great. Ghibli film. It's mm. great, yeah. No, but I... I heard there was differences with the Japanese version, like names. Oh yeah, they showed. Yeah, have. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, because um, I heard um, Haku's name means something different. Oh no, no, yeah, literally, right? like they showed like in the, in the Japanese version, it's like three names, but in the dub version, I've heard like they just keep it at Kohaku. Yeah. So like the literal translation is like in the Japanese version, it means river spirit of the amber flowing river, but <laughs> oh. um, but then in the English version, just river spirit. So he gets yeah. downgraded mm. from a god to a spirit <laughs> in the English version. Well, which, really? You know, it's pretty fun. No, never mind. I was gonna say, doesn't that kind of give away the ending? What you mean? Where she was like, I, I've seen you before. You were an ocean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're, we're spoiler heavy territory, yeah, man. Yeah, because no, no, I'm saying the name witch, itself. Oh. And it means, yeah, no, like well, yeah. all of them mean something. No, all of them mean something. Because, like, the thing about Japanese movies is uh, each of the names, like, e- they're all, like, with, I, I, I think they're called kanji. Cause like I, how you stared at Because <laughs> you're, you're, you're the only other person who watches this. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think they're called kanji. Like, feel free to like just correct me if I'm wrong. Just um, roast them. Just just roast me. Honestly, I am not at all cultured. Um, but each of the different kanjis have different meanings uh, separately, but together they form names. <laughs> so uh, Chihiro's uh-huh. name literally means uh, I, the first uh, symbol of her ma- name means thousand, and uh, the others mean I think in search of meaning, if I recall correctly. So that's okay. why that's why Yubaba, when she gives her her name, she cuts it down to just Sen which the uh, symbol for Sen, it just means thousand. She literally reduces her to part of a number when she enters the workforce. Hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, that's good. Meaningful. Yeah, that <laughs> and did somebody say metaphor? But since, but since, but because we're here, we should just talk about the themes of the movie. The, the themes. themes? Yeah, okay. which I mean, there are. The main there theme are. I picked up on was just, you know, going to a new town. 
being scared. I can't wait to teach you. Um, We're all going to teach you I, today. I <laughs> There's so many more themes. I said that's the one I picked up on. I'm not saying that's the one. I think the main theme of this was the dangers of overconsumption. Yeah. Sort of a commentary on... Capitalism, like almost the capitalist too. mindset. Yeah. <laughs> Did somebody say po- post World War II Japan? <laughs> but if you also notice things like not only do the parents turn into pigs, but the boiler man's um, mm. boiler is actually shaped like a pig. I saw that. Yeah. Actually, I, I made yeah. note of that. Yeah. Which is I Wait, found really? really yeah no it was oh, great yeah. I did not it's a nice that. like subtle touch yeah mm. I thought that was I great. was wondering if that was intentional. Um, uh, while we're on the boiler man, I loved that character. Yeah, I loved, he's actually, so great. I just felt so wholesome. He's so memorable. Um, is that yeah. is that Doctor Eggman? <laughs> yeah, Doctor Eggman. <laughs> Eggman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh right, drinking game. Uh, whenever he burst out laughing, take a shot. I'm sure it's happened like ten times already. So don't die of alcohol. I'm sorry for by the end ears. of the episode. Oh hell yeah. Um, Frank, I was reminded of you in the beginning in that what? driving scene through the forest. <laughs> 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 Who would do such a thing? It's what, a four-wheel drive. Did you what drive through a forest dangerously fast? If I had a four-wheel drive. <laughs> well, what do you have? I, I know. Probably two. Well, it's a truck, so probably it's a four-wheel drive. I, never I would mind. Hope so. I probably would. Can we just talk about the father's physique for a second? That <laughs> man. Oh, my God. That man. Oh, my. That man, I feel like, <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like, he could, he could easily, cartoon, like, if he Frank. kept his human form, like, I bet he could wreck Haku, man. Like, did you <laughs> see his muscles, how he was built? He could probably wreck you, Baba, like, one hit. I'm in awe of the size of this lad. <laughs> oh Absolute, Absolute unit. Absolute I, unit. I, I was saying that these are not the actions of real functioning adults. What? Hmm? Sorry, I, we just kind of... <laughs> oh. That was I said, really, like... I caught us off right guard. I, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Just, uh, I say it like I see it, you know? I just said these are not Oof. the... Fun- this is not the actions of real functioning adults. I just found it. found their actions Explain. weird. Just going into that place... Finding a weird oh. thing, walking oh, yeah. Yeah. when when okay. they're supposed to be okay. moving. The only thing that uh, made it believable to me was when he smelled the food. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like and the, and you know, he didn't want to wait. Nothing <laughs> gets between a hungry dad and his food. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's right. And like whenever when he said like uh, like don't worry, we'll pay when when they arrive. I have monies and credit cards, and I was like, oh, it, this is this is a real father right <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, this is a dad. <laughs> mm. Dad AF. Yeah. <laughs> so daddy. Oh, God. <laughs> no. We, we just included the modern day reference inside our podcast. Our podcast is now dated. Gross. Beautiful. Warning everyone. That, that saying is already dated. <laughs> what? What, daddy? A, no, AF. I say yeah. it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, but that's because, like, that's, that's the time now. If we if we listen to this podcast, like, a year later, we'll be like, oh, wow, they, they said AF. Jesus. <laughs> wow. That's when I was young. I, I judge people that say it now. <laughs> I don't say it in person. <laughs> Another shot, everyone. I, Another I have shot. heard you say it in person. It's probably ironic. You don't know. I just love that moment of silence we all had. Oh, great. That was so Ben's great. Ben's probably going to cut it out. In the <laughs> you, better no, you, better you better not. You better not. No, you better not. silence. <laughs> leave it for like a minute. But I also, like, back to where we were, mm. I really like the environmental themes that this movie had. Oh yeah, the like entire the stink monster. Yeah. Oh, that looked it looked so oh, disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was legitimately grossed out when watching the stink monster. I was eating popcorn at the time. I had to stop eating it in that scene because I was so grossed out by it. But the stink monster 
ended up being a river spirit. Yeah. yeah. And just just knowing the symbolism with that is great. Oh. Yeah. That's really good. No, literally, it's a scene from, uh, I don't want to pronounce his name wrong, uh, the director's. Uh, does anyone want to help me with the director's name real fast? I don't know. Miyazaki. 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 Yeah. Oh. I thought um, you were talking about like something else, and I was like, I don't know what. You're <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. no. At no, first, yeah. I did too. Yeah. No, Miyazaki. Like I was reading a few, uh, a few of his sayings about the movie, and uh, like he said, like um, pulling a bicycle out of a river—that's something he actually did in his life. Yeah. Hmm. No, and also cool. the Haku was a river spirit too. Haku. Yeah, and the fact that he didn't know his name. And then I think Chihiro um, mentions in the movie. <laughs> Thanks for rubbing my knee. But she, um, she Stephanie's pants look like a picnic blanket. They're all checking. Because I am a snack boy. Ben laughs. Ben laughs. That's another shot right there. I'm keeping up the drinking game right now, just for all you folks at home. <laughs> but anyway, um, Chihiro mentions how um, the river that. Haku was supposed to be was built a like comp apartment complexes yeah. were built on it, and a reason he doesn't remember his name is because basically like humanity just like erased what he was, yeah. and I thought that was really interesting. That I was. just like the environmental. Can we also things. talk about the scene where he remembers his name and he disappears? I literally thought Chihiro was going to die. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> he just disappears. And I'm like, oh my god, is she okay? She's just falling. Oh man! And okay. then Haku turns into his human form, and they're just descending. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> yeah. So overwhelming. Yeah. All gone. Okay, so what do you guys think about the world building around this movie? Good. Oh, yeah. Good. I uh, I felt it was a little enclosed. Really? Well, I think yeah. it was supposed to because it was I, an abandoned movie. It, it was. It was. It, it all took place in one space, one place. Mm-hmm. But I don't yeah. think it did a very good job of sort of expanding past that i couldn't see yeah. these spirits in the rest of the world see, it seemed like this was the only place that they were i disagree with that because i feel like the part where um because most of the narrative was kept inside the bathhouse because mm-hmm. well you know it, it was mm-hmm. everything she was working there but um i feel the part where like they expanded that world building was the train scene Mm. That's fair. But yeah. also, that's fair. Also, in the beginning scenes, when they're driving to the amusement park, you see like um, she sees these little houses, and she goes, "They look like little houses." And then mm. her mom mm. was like, "Yeah, those are where like the spirits live and stuff." Mm. Like, I think that was like expanding it in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought it did. It did well in world building. It did yeah. definitely make this this sort of believable world. But I just. I feel like it was just a little bit too enclosed. Yeah, okay, that's like fair. It, it could I can have, agree with that. It could have expanded a little bit more mm. than it did. Yeah. No, I'm I agree. also... I, I, st- I still, like, I, I, I'm, still, I'm still pretty, like, set on the train. That's fair. I, feel I, like I respect that. that. that, got no, my, that I respect that. I got yeah. my fill of expansion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm also... <laughs> <laughs> I'm also... I deeply apologize for not picking movies with um, memorable music. Cause what can't you? use our kazoos? Our are just they, collecting they dust the music right now. wasn't memorable oh, because they can't I, play their kazoo. It wasn't. It was re- I'm sorry. It's good. It was a good score. It was a really good score. It's a good score. Yeah. But it's no, good we, score. Good nothing, music. Nothing that we can kazoo. Well, well, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Nothing that's going to be like recognizable on kazoo. There's sort of that one in, in Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, which I still... That one tune that is repeated. But Spirited Away didn't really have a... 
one solid memorable tune Which, that I mean, would be recognizable yeah. on a, kazoo. Yeah, it's I mean, not a bad thing for yeah. the yeah. film itself, just for no. all kazoos. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> an sorry, inconvenience to us. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, it doesn't take away from the I, movie I, at all. I, th- I think it would actually add it to the movie because like all the scores sort of feel like in tune with this scene. Where, yeah. where with most mo- mm-hmm. memorable tunes, they take you out saying, "Oh yeah, this is that one thing." But yeah. with the score, it just sort of melded in. Although with with something like Jurassic Park, for example, there are several memorable. Mm-hmm. songs in that that I don't really feel like took me out of the movie at really? all. Really? That took me out of the movie all the time. It took oh. you out of it? Ooh. Well, no, that well, made me okay. feel like I was part of a bigger world. Oh, like that, that part, that part <laughs> in, uh, uh, oh, spoilers for Jurassic, uh, Jurassic, uh, which one was the most recent one? Not world, the world. The Fallen Kingdom? No, 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 the one before that. Jurassic, Jurassic World. World. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jurassic World. Uh, spoilers for Jurassic that World. Movie, that part where like the T Rex roars and it's like the whole theme is like, oh, this is really nice, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, this is really nice, but now I know I'm watching a Jurassic Park. Well, movie. no, I'm talking That's about the fair. original. Yeah, yeah, like the original, the original just like with Jurassic Park, yeah. just the well, original no, movie. Even in the Jurassic Park movies, like whenever that theme comes on, it's like I get I out of no the world. Comment. It's like, right, I'm watching a Jurassic Park movie. Hmm. You know. Hmm. But that's not how it was when it first was, it was first released. Well, yeah, but I mean, rewatching it. It's because that's it's fair. such a yeah. it's because it's such a great score. Did this just yeah. turn into Sh- Jurassic? We are taking ben, over your talk. episode. Let me talk. <laughs> talk about Jurassic Park. No, I'm okay. saying because it's okay such a good it. score that it becomes associated with Jurassic Park in that mm. way. It's not their fault that they made such a great score. Mm. No, uh, no. Yeah, same thing with like Star uh, Wars and Harry Potter. What was that, Logan? Said same same story with like Star Wars and Harry Potter. Like yeah. Actually, each of those has each episode, like each movie has its own music. Like they don't really share music between oh, them really? besides like the opening theme. But every single one you can hear and recognize as oh my yeah that's a that's a Harry Potter song that's a Star Wars yeah. song. But a score, a memorable score like that, does not make or break a movie. No, well, it doesn't. I'm not saying it detracts like if it's just movie. if it's just sitting in the background like Spirited Away, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. no, it's the music definitely added to yeah, the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just nothing well, we can I'm kazoo. not saying that a memorable score makes a movie inherently bad or like yeah, being yeah, taken yeah. out of the movie is bad. All I'm saying is like it's it's recognizable, so it's like it's just it, in your brain you just recognize it. That you're like, oh, I'm watching a movie. Well, <laughs> it's more of just like you you reminded that like this is this is a franchise thing. Gold. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Mm. But that first time watching it, ooh, yeah, ooh, ooh. Mm. chills, yeah, chills. <laughs> so, I just want to comment on the food in this movie. Every single like food looks item delicious. in this movie looks delicious. I wanted to eat all of it. I know. I, guys, uh, <laughs> guys, Ben looks like he has something to say. No, just, just say it. Just um, say it. Guys, you want to go out for uh, <laughs> food, trying to trying to find closest possible food yeah. to the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, kind of yeah. Yeah. I want those. I want those steamed buns. <laughs> I want the pork buns. <laughs> oh, I was about to say. Yeah, I want those I pork buns. Like, you did. You yeah, because when I went to New York, no big deal. I went to New York. Oh. Get over it, guys. I'm also Disgusting. going to mention something that but they probably had some in there. no. I, this is gonna like make you guys go off. But the baby. The, the best baby. gigantic the baby, baby. The best character in the world, it best was, baby. Who is a really, really weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Baby versus turnip spirit. Who would win? Baby. Ooh, an, uh, wait. Uh, oh, baby, oh. baby. Turnip oh. spirit was so slow and stupid. <laughs> wait, no, I baby think the baby. Spirit? The baby was Remember, really like, when cute. Remember when she was on like the elevator or whatever? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah I think yeah. the baby. Like baby. when Lynn was just. Mm-hmm. Was it Lynn? Lynn. 
Lynn? Who? Oh, is Who? it the no, other, no. the other worker? The other right? human. The lady? Yeah. Yeah. Lynn. She wasn't human. Human, because no, she no humans. Human. Yeah. yeah, no, no she no looked human, but Wait, she there wasn't. There's no humans. No humans. No, she's I the only. The other, human. I thought the other workers with Jahiro was uh, also humans that got stuck in the spirit world. No, no, no they're no, all. No, that's why spirits. she was sleeping in the corner. So what are they? The spirits. The spirits. spirits. Oh, spirits. like dead. They're dead people. Probably. Uh, probably. R.I.P. Because like the thing about Japanese folklore is like all spirits are not necessarily dead people. They take the forms well, of people, though, they take so the that form would lead me to believe that they But, are. I mean, like, see, with, um, you know, the rolling heads? Mm. Those are actually a very popular figure in the Japanese folklore. I was wondering yeah. about those, because they seemed like they had something to them, but they yeah. didn't really go much into it in the movie. They're sort of like, you know how we kind of have, like, the boogeyman or, like, Bigfoot? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like their version of Bigfoot, the rolling their, heads. Their Bigfoot is the three rolling heads? <laughs> well, it's, it, well, yeah, it's like, um, it, you, rolling heads, like, um, if you watch, uh, if you watch some more movies, like um like uh have you heard of guns hmm oh guns uh, guns it's g-a-n-t-z sorry i'm showing my inner weeb right now oh um, my god you but, be a uh, it's, it's a netflix a series it's not that bad but they have they have rolling heads in there because it's hmm. uh it's sort of it's sort of like the boogeyman for like the Jap- japanese folklore because they have a lot of creatures like that that's like, interesting um the, like the kappa hmm. um sort of like that hmm. can i just comment on something uh I really like the way that the train scene made uh, everything feel in terms of like um, in terms of her the workforce because like I really enjoyed the uh, subplot about um, Chihiro working because it really just felt like um, she comes into the workforce and she makes friends and like you get all these nice little scenes about everyone working together at the job it just makes you feel good about you know just. Um, Entire thing. I, it brings up this concept of uh, just sort of like trivial things in fantasy worlds mm. that I like really dig. And the train scene, mm-hmm. like, um, like you get all these spirits and it's like they're tra- traveling through fantastical lands and all of them are just like going to work or something. And you're just like, wow, you know, I feel oddly like at home. Like I feel mm. like, I, like I could relate with these spirits. I probably, I probably like take the train or something to yeah. go to my job. I used to take my the spirit train. job, but uh, yeah. I'd really like us to compare um, Ghibli films um, over any other like animation like company like Pixar or mm. like you know. I think Pixar definitely <laughs> works on their stories a little bit more. I could see That's that. That's what I was gonna say. But I think they they start with a plot. You know, yeah, films I mean, all draw. all Pixar films can be broken down into the same basic plot because they stick very closely to a formula, like the hero's mm-hmm. journey formula. Mm-hmm. And some mm-hmm. movies even use the same versions of that, like uh, like Toy Story two and three have almost the exact same story. Incredibles one and two have almost the exact same yep. story. Um, but they are still engaging. Stories and even without the animation, I feel like the stories themselves are solid. Like you could be reading a book and it would still be a good yeah. story. With Spirited Away, I think it definitely makes a better movie than it does a book. Yeah. Yeah. I, I no, I could see do. that. I could see that. Yeah. It's very much a movie where you don't really analyze it. You just mm. sort of feel it. Enjoy it. Yeah. 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 yeah feel it. that's that's a good word. I felt it. I felt this movie yeah, while I was watching it. I'm much more. I think uh, more story than if it's just visually pleasing. Mm. Like that's just me. Like mm. Baby Driver. <laughs> See, I, <was> I really <laughs> enjoyed Baby, Baby Driver. Is, I did too. It's a really enjoyable film, film, but the story yeah. is it's lacking. It's because of how it yes. looks, not because and of the story. And that's what stopped me from enjoying it that much. Yeah. I think that's what stopped me from enjoying I Spirited Away so much. That's fair. Mm. 
Okay. This is the baby driver of animated films. Jeez. Killed me. No, that Baby one. Driver's a great movie though. Okay. Mm. Final thoughts or do you do you guys um, have anything else to say? I just want to say how smooth that animation was Oof. on the boiler Oof. man. <laughs> Like w- when the boiler man was moving around mm. with all yeah. six of his arms at once, that just felt so natural. Well, his name was Kamaki, ju- right? Uh, ka- I, just, I just referred to him as Eggman ka- in my head. Kajami. Pajama. I just refer to him as the boiler pa- man. The pajama man. <laughs> I just, the in my notes, I called him <laughs> Mr. Robotnik. So... Mm-mm-mm. So we're just not gonna touch No Face at all. I, I wish there him. was more No Face. Honestly, yeah. I feel yeah. like it was lacking a little bit. Oh, the the spirit. Oh, yeah, question. just like, the fact that yeah. he just pours gold. Yeah, he's Symbolism. an interesting character, mm-hmm. and I feel like there should have been a little bit more to him because I feel like we really don't get that yeah. much of him. A uh, question: uh, What do they call him in the English dub? No Face. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I liked the noises he was making. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. No, he he was so cute. Oh, I love yeah. him. <laughs> oh. Oh. But then he would start talking, and I'm like, ah. Oh yeah. Another, another well, it was the voice of the frog guy that yeah, he, yeah, right? Yeah, because yeah. after he ate the frog, oh, then the yeah. frog another, started talking. Oh, uh, another tie-in with uh, Stephanie's point in overconsumption. Literally, uh, No Face consumes everything and mm. becomes a monster. And once he throws up all his unneeded consumption, he becomes. What mm. does he? He finds true belonging after throwing away his overconsumption, mm. tying in with Stephanie's point. So did I? Mm-hmm. Did I miss something with the the river spirit's gift? That little the moss ball. That was really oh, weird. Um, what? Yeah, because she just assumed that? it was gonna make. Yeah. Oh wait, no. I'm she thinking, she, she oh, just sort of assumed Sorry. that it was like medicine. Uh, like medicine of some sort, and she just starts oh, giving no, yeah. it to like everybody. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wasn't thinking. I think it's something with Japanese culture about like um, I read about it. I've lost it. It kind of reminded me of like Dungeons and Dragons, how <laughs> like if if you guys get like an item, Squat. you keep bringing up the item like, hey, does this help here? And it's like, no, it doesn't help yeah, here. Yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, does this help here? And she just sort of kept bringing that out, um, yeah. and like like maybe this will help here, uh, and then it, it just happened to sometimes. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, I I totally lost that thought. And another point about, um, what was it? Uh, oh, yeah, about um, everyone trying to find their true names and culture and uh, basically mm. avoiding overconsumption and identity sounds a lot like uh, <laughs> allegory to uh, post-World War II Japan. <laughs> <laughs> trying to, uh, yeah. trying to yeah. stabilize their, uh, stabilize their um, overly capitalist ways with the advent of America while also trying to train through to their uh, unique cultural identity. Mm-hmm. Wow. Don't lose your name. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's yeah. good. Remember. There's some good themes in there. All right, final rating. Does sound like in the dub? Huh? No, it was, it was oh, Lion yeah. King. Oh, right. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so final ratings, are we sticking with uh, it? I'll change mine up to a seven. Okay, I'll keep that. I'll lower mine down to a seven. Really? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> hey, seven <laughs> bros. Yeah. I will... Because looking back on it, I, I am realizing that the story was a little bit lacking. Yeah, but okay, uh, sure. there are some themes I didn't pick up on on my first mm-hmm. doesn't, watch yeah, that doesn't makes mean it better it's, for me. It doesn't mean it's unenjoyable. I really oh, yeah, it I loved watching this movie. It's a very nice, fun movie to watch. Maybe too long. It w- it was a tad long. I feel like yeah. it, it could have been oh, a little bit shorter. Stop staring at me when you when you do that. Stare at me when you make this noise. Anyway, uh, final rating. I give it. Uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> the dog outside. Three um, barks out of ten. <laughs> uh, I give it. I give it three barks and realizing your parents aren't pigs in the oh, pigs in barks. front of you. Four barks. Four barks and realizing your parents aren't pigs in front of you out of ten. Mm. I'm confused. Very good. 
very good. Yeah. The entire celebration scene, you know? Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. That part was yeah. fan- it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. Yeah. yeah. I give it fun out of ten. Fun out of ten. All right. That's no, a respectable that's a score. Yeah, it's a good fun one. Fun out of ten. Wait, quite a few movies I would give that score to. Fun out of ten. Wait, what do you give it, Stephanie? Um. Say it yet? I'm avoiding it because I don't know. What's your rating? What's your rating? I could rate this movie, but if I did have to, like I do right now, I'd probably give it like an eight, only because I I just I just love this freaking movie. It's my childhood. That's fair. I just can't. Mm-hmm. Just uh, uh-huh. really quick, mm-hmm. did you? Uh, what was the point of like the the mouse and the tiny bird? Oh, when uh, for um, shits and giggles. No, wait. No, because uh, yeah. they, they were just sort of there. Yeah, because it was it was the baby. It, yeah, yeah. yeah the baby, baby yeah. and Yubaba's familiar. Yeah, but why? Why were w- they wasn't, there? Though? W- wasn't that like supposed to be like character development for the baby? Like, yeah. Like he's yeah. at yeah, first greedy, and then like he. But, but what gets, was, goes what was the humble? bird doing there, though? I don't know. That was the bir- protecting bird spirit. Because yeah. He was yeah, going to die. Your if he was familiar. just a mouse, right? I, I guess. But yeah, Maybe that symbolizes a connection with the baby and Yubaba. Yeah, no. that was. There's that <laughs> one scene. There's that one scene when uh, Giro. Jihiro went up to Jihiro. Jihiro. <laughs> Did you say Jihiro Yiro. with a G? Jihiro, <laughs> the Greek Yiro. sandwich, went up to Yubaba well. with the with the baby baby now baby hamster hamster <laughs> that was a baby, we'll and then she way. was like, "You don't recognize him?" And she was like, "No." And then the hamster the got really sad. So mm. sad. It, that was really sad. But at the same time, why would she recognize him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is not the baby he was. Yeah. I give you the a cockroach. Don't you recognize this? <laughs> yeah, like, no, gross. It turns oh, into geez. your dad. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, another shot, everyone. For yeah, those yeah. who are drinking at home. <laughs> I just there's there's one shot in this movie I really really enjoyed, and it was mm-hmm. when the train is going by and No Face just gets. Decked by the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't remember that. I, I cracked up laughing at that point for some reason. I couldn't oh figure God. out why. I was just like, I just no, love no, that. It's just a really popular internet. A really popular internet. Uh, uh, internet may may. Moving image. Yeah. yeah. GIF. GIF. If you say anything different, you can fight me. Hey, Logan, where's your door? <laughs> Frank, do you pronounce it GIF? No. Okay. Because if you if you did, I was gonna have to smear peanut butter on your face. I'm allergic. Nice. Oh, hey Even Stephanie, better. how do you pronounce the moving Shush. image? Are we are we killing Stephanie today? Yeah, we'll kill her. <laughs> Excuse me. Very very pointed very pointed uh, yes. statements about the only female member of our cast. G as in graphic. <laughs> Girls be like. Uh-huh. Men be like. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Girls be on their phones and shit. So yeah, get uh, off your phone. My Stephanie. notes are on my phone like everybody else's. <laughs> so a pan's labyrinth, everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, thank you. Intro it, Stephanie. You're the host. Yeah. I was going to. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. All right. So pan's labyrinth. Um, it starts in 1944, and the Allies have invaded Nazi-held Europe. In Spain, a troop of soldiers are sent to remote forests to flush out the rebels. They are led by the Capitan, a murdering sadist. It was it was part of the Spanish Civil War. Did you uh, say 44? It's, it, it said it's 44. The Spanish Civil War ended in 39. Oh, <laughs> well, it's 44. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but it's... Uh, um, hey, did, did, did the Spanish Civil I have no War idea. end in 39? I'm going to search it up real fast. Mm. Be right there. Yeah. I have right. no idea. So anyway, um, uh, 
It starts with the Capitan. Um, Capitan. <laughs> and it's him and his new wife, Carmen, and her daughter from a pre- previous mar- marriage. Thanks, words. Um, Ophelia. And then Ophelia witnesses her stepfather's sadistic brutality and is drawn into Pan's Labyrinth, a magical world of mythical beings. <laughs> All right, boys, ratings. Logan, go first, please. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does say uh, to, uh, 1944. Just fucking just roast it. Uh, wait, when did it end? Five years after the Spanish Civil War, uh, during the early Franquist period, mm-hmm. you know, because hmm. they installed a fascist regime after the takeover of Spain. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot of history shrugs. overlay with this movie. Like, the amount of allegorical content is on par with... Say Al Gore. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, Right. Uh, So it's on par with Animal Farm because just uh, the amount of history that um, overlay, like, this is honestly like half parts historical drama, half Mm. parts fantasy adventure, I want to say. It is, yes. Um, So since I don't know much history, did I not pick up on a lot of this movie? Mm. There's there. Uh, I don't think so. It's most of it was. There's multiple fantasy. levels of it, and mm-hmm. I'd say there's like five levels, and you just saw that the if you didn't pay attention to the history aspect, I you saw like Frank four or three of them. Okay, mm. that's enough for me. Uh, yeah. All right, rating. All right, Logan, give your rating. Ratings? Oh god. Okay. Oh. Um, <laughs> I I give this one a six. Really? Yeah. Okay. 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 Enjoyable, but not incredibly so. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I wrote down 7.5, but when I looked at that, I went, what? So (laughs) I might change it for 7 just just for right now. That's fine. I think since I've been sitting with it in my mind for over 24 hours, it's (laughs) changed to 7. I give it uh, finding out your soul is the long-lost princess of a uh, dying uh, faction Mm -hmm. um, out of 10. So Stephanie six. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're like it's it's, it's a bit. It's higher than a six. Seven. Seven. Seven point five. Seven point five. Give it an eight. Well, okay. I, I, I'm not okay. The thing with numbers, the thing with numbers is like you can't just have one rating system. It's sort of like an if you're going to have one out of ten, it's one out one out of ten for each and every genre because you can't. Mm. Rate. So you'd rather have just something totally abstract. Yeah. Where we can't know what you're saying. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. It's my way of <laughs> okay, topping out. Uh, yeah. no, that's fair. I no, I, like for being for being what it was for being a um, sort of coming of age adventure movie. Uh, for that specific genre, I'm gonna have different ratings for each genre. Okay. By the way, that's fair. Um, oh no, I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So, because you can't rate if there's two movies and one you both give an eight. Does that mean like Casablanca is the same as uh, Baby Driver? Like the frame of reference yeah. is yeah. That's fair. I get what you're saying. Um, right. So uh, it I is, it's difficult. Yeah. To, uh, so do that for across. being a coming of age movie, uh, fantasy, historical drama, uh, I give it an eight out of ten. I I fairly enjoy Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, Fair enough. Actually, <laughs> I give it an eight point five. Ooh. 8.5. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What do you I, give it? I really enjoy. I will it. give this. <laughs> we'll give this a 7.5 for the cinematography 1010. That cinematography yeah. was very solid. I enjoyed that I quite had a bit. Nut. Just that saying. Shot Pedro, nut. It was just nut. You know, you know uh Disgusting. Pedro comes out with the rest of the resistance and he's just mm. standing and the rest of the resistance soldiers come in behind him like that shot. Ooh. No, mm. oh no. Okay, so the I have like three shots Pedro. that like that just like stand out to me. The first one being um when um, 
the two hunters come in and like all the soldiers are like hey capitan like these guys are um like are here and they're like oh no we're just hunting for rabbits and stuff that visual was great oh when yeah. he was beating his face yeah in? i god thought that damn. was oh, I, no i wrote down god damn guillermo is <laughs> not really that is was not, a, is not it was a brutal, brutal scene. scene i said he's not afraid to show close up he's, yeah fuck i can't talk he's not afraid to show violence close up mm. i watched yeah. this movie when i think i was eight for the first mm. time Ooh, that would scar yeah, me. yeah no. <laughs> it bit. was it was yeah. i was cringing so hard when uh Cap- Capitan, when he was, when he just Capitan Vidal. Look at yeah, Vidal. That's beautiful. When he got his his mouth cut, and oh, he was yeah. doing the. Oh Ooh, yeah. I was like, uh, uh, I was looking away. I okay, couldn't. that that healed very quickly. Yeah. Beautiful. There was no scabbing in the area. I don't there remember no, seeing it like, healed. It, I mean, it it wasn't healed. It was like still split, uh-huh. but it wasn't like bleeding or scabbing or anything. It was just sort of like open. Like I have to comment Mercedes on her excellence. Mercedes. Uh, on her excellent, just, you know, crafting job. Like that was a clean cut yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why didn't she kill him though? Yeah. I'm saying like why, she could have easily let him, him live. Yeah. I thought By she her was. the last line, it sounded like she was going to. You won't be the first pig I've gutted. But she didn't gut him. Like she lightly yeah, cut him And then she apart. just left. Like that was, that was Crazy. Like, just hard. walked out. Well, she yeah. had more important things to do at the moment. Yeah, but that and was also, okay, but, but, okay, okay, but the it's thing is, throat. okay, think about it. It's She's gonna, if she had killed him, she would hmm. have left the baby and Ophelia with no like, who's who would be their guardian? I know that she As takes. As opposed to okay, the dog. Okay, okay. What if she had gotten okay. shot? Yes, but I think it's more like, what would Ophelia think? You Wait, know, you think I don't think she wanted to have that sin with her. You think Capitan was going to be a good guardian, though? I think okay, no. Capitan Vidal counts as negative one guardian. Okay, <laughs> but if you think about it, if you think about it, the last scene where somebody does shoot him, it was not her. It was the brother. I think it was just something where she was just like, I'll pass. Hmm. I just at the that moment. A cr- it's a crazy just, thing to do. Yeah, to kill someone. It, but yeah, it's a movie. But Mercedes. like when that person was about to kill you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And especially after watch, especially after like Mercedes watching him torture like another human being. Yeah. I'm just and gonna. It's s- not like she even like she was fine with maiming him. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say that's a pretty. But not to the point where he couldn't just walk out and shoot at her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I, like, slit his hamstrings or, like, something. I don't know. I, I don't know. know. She just, I just she, like she she let him go way too easily, I thought. In other words, we crave brutality. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Th- I mean, this was a pretty brutal film. It was. It was. was. There it were was. a lot of scenes in this where they weren't afraid to I was like, yeah the God thing i really like about del toro's work is he doesn't cut away from violence mm-hmm. because in american cinema we have a lot of that where mm-hmm. it, right before the violence starts they cut away but except for yeah. the, the too much. amputation they didn't oh, show they, the yeah. I thought, I thought they Which, were yeah, I, I was oh getting God. ready for I, that. I, I, I was, like I was mentally prepping my I would see the worst part got. was like I was eating I, I was I was eating um I was eating a burrito right there mm. and it was like I was eating chicken strips. Yeah, I was eating a <laughs> hardcore eating a man's meat and I was leg. like, Oh, I'm gonna have to put this down real fast. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, yeah. The, the violence, I was like, God damn. Yeah. I kinda liked it though. Yeah, I did too. I did too. It showed that it was brutal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's real life. I liked that the captain was, like, mean and he mm-hmm. was evil for something more than just the sake of being evil. You hated him not just because he was evil, but because they showed you these evil things that he did. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like like in Wonder Woman where the guy just shoots his own guy because cause yeah. he's evil. He had a reason for doing all of those evil things. 
And he was a he, he was a believable evil character. And you see a yeah. lot of his character, you know, when um, they have dinner, and then Ophelia's mom Carmen oh. touches his his hand, and he like yeah, like, like, there's a lot tosses of, there's it there's out. A lot of simple yeah. evil. Yeah, things. like he's just a yeah. horrible husband and yeah. father. I I apologize. She thinks her her boring stories are interesting. I was like, oh my said. god. Yeah. And then uh, like the last scene too, where he was like. Tell my son I died and like, yeah, and she's like, like nope. blah blah. And, and then they nope. shoot him in the room. I loved that scene. Oh, I loved thought, that I scene. I thought it was interesting. It was so satisfying. When yeah. uh, they nice. first got to the house and he immediately like just put her in a wheelchair, like mm. just immo- immobilizing her. But yeah. like Basically, the thing. Like, he's still in control. Yeah. Because she can't get far on her own. And then when they like she, Ophelia tries to shake his hand and he like grabs her hand and goes, it's the other hand. And yeah. then her mom's thing of calling the captain like dad, like it's just like, yeah. you know, there was definitely a, a recurring theme of control and disobedience mm-hmm. yep. in this. Uh, when she eats the grapes and when mm, she's told not that, to. That pissed me off. Why did she do that? <laughs> yeah. I wrote down. Oh, I wrote down. Were those I, two grapes really worth it? <laughs> yeah. I think it's time for us. Uh, um, anything else on that table? I think it's time for some. Um, Allegories. So the yeah, entire thing is it takes place in Spanish Civil War, right? Mm-hmm. And every single character is an allegory for something within the Spanish Civil War. Um, Vidal exists as obviously the uh, Francisco Franco's regime on uh, Spain because uh, during after the Civil War, uh, there was a regime where uh, Francisco Franco, uh, he basically was a fascist uh, fascist regime. He had close connections to Hitler. You know that moment in um, the Pale Man scene hmm. where you see all the piles of shoes? Yeah, yeah, that has connections with you know Nazi Germany's the Holocaust because mm. uh, Francisco Franco had connections in the early earlier years of the World War with mm. uh, other fascist regimes and um, see the pale well I'll get to the pale man in a bit but um, the resistance like uh, there's a lot of oh, there's a lot of overlays like the fairy itself it lives mm-hmm. in the forest and helps out Ophelia um, the resistance uh, they live in the forest and they help out um, they help out uh, you know the resistance um, because Ophelia represents the spirit of Spain itself um, because at the very end she gives her own life um, in order to secure a better future for the future i.e. the baby mm. okay yeah no well, but I'll... also tying into her dying um, that scene I like okay so each the cinematography in the scene I like how the colors symbolize like fa- fantasy and then the real life like you have mm. the blue the blue tones and the greenish tones with like the real life and then in the fantasy like Lots it's of warm reds. yeah and then Very in the warm. end scene it combines both of them both the fantasy and mm. real world with her blood being bright red mm. being fantasy and then the background being blue, you know, real um, world. There's also a certain uh, thing I noticed about the deaths in this movie where um, the people who are resistance are sort of, uh, they sort of have more glamorized deaths. For example, mm-hmm. when the doctor and Ophelia get shot, they get shot. You don't see the exact point of entry, but you just sort of see a lot of red and they wander around for a bit as if they haven't been shot and then they, they go down and yeah. they slowly die. You see really cinematography. Where an example as Vidal, when he got shot, uh, it, they just wow. show everything and like it's all disgusting you see an eye roll up and you're just like oh god yeah oh my god mm-hmm. so I just found that sort of parallel interesting yeah I'd also like to mention that this film got a 15 minute standing ovation at a film festival and like one of the most prestigious film festivals too which one hmm. uh, Canes. Canes. was it really yeah hey. it was it nice. was thank you hmm. yeah thank no. you 
I feel like it deserved it. I liked this film. I really enjoyed it. I'd I stand. Fun. I don't think anything deserved a standing ovation. Just clap, say good job, that's it. <laughs> don't okay. waste your time. What I mean, like, okay. times, the creators were there. Yeah, I'll just mm. go shake their hand. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, um, then. <laughs> there, there was one shot that I really enjoyed that was very subtle. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the very beginning of the movie, when it shows the car stopping, mm-hmm. um, it sort of stops and then it sort of lurches forward a bit and then goes back because it's a car yeah. stopping. You know, most cars mm-hmm. do that. The camera followed it when it did that. The camera lurched forward oh. and then yeah, back. Yeah, I noticed and that. And it was, it was a very light, very subtle mm-hmm. touch, but I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Nice. It was a really nice, really nice touch. When you're looking at the map in the beginning where uh, Mercedes is with them and it like like zooms out, I really liked that part. Mm. I just really liked cinematography um it was in the beginning where she's serving the soldiers like dinner like real mm. quick uh it was in front of the fireplace oh i kind of remember that i'll show you i thought one. something that wasn't subtle like at all was just um i'm showing them pictures oh uh, yeah. i barely remember that just that <laughs> opening sequence when not opening sequence when uh um ophelia was telling the story to the baby in the mom's stomach and then it like went into the, oh, room, it's in the and room and then it like went yeah. out to something, thing and then it went back in the room that was sick. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, the cinematography in this yeah. movie yeah. was yeah. absolutely was beautiful. And it won an Academy Award for it. Yeah, yeah, so it and it deserved it. It deserved, it. That it deserved Award. it. Like 10 10. Mm. Yeah, no, I really liked it. Yeah. Okay, but um, so do you think her world was real? That's what See, I was going to ask. This is th- that's what I was going to ask too. Uh, I do not. I, I believe have opinions. it was all made up. I, think I believe so too. it was all made up by her to yeah. cope with this world. Yep. And I believe that they named her Ophelia on purpose as sort of that uh, the nod to Hamlet, the character Ophelia who oh, goes insane. Oh my God, you're right. Uh, Ophelia in, in Hamlet oh, goes yeah. insane yeah. and starts. <laughs> yeah. She starts seeing things that aren't there. Yeah. And so I think they named her that uh, purposely. Yeah, but there's also that scene in the labyrinth where uh, where she outmaneuvers Vidal because she, the labyrinth opens up for her. But and like Vidal doesn't see the fawn, but take in mind he's also drugged. Hmm. But also, I feel like Del Toro purposely made you think: Is this like real? And like he gave yeah. like little hints, like the root, the root, like she put underneath the mom's bed. Mm-hmm. How the mom was progressively getting better That's after the one she did thing it. Where I was like, is it real? Or but fake? also, Mercedes saw the chalk, the outline chalked of the door, because uh, there's a scene where you know she gets locked in the attic. And then um, she gets out by drawing the the like little door with little chalk, door, yeah. and she escapes. Mm. So I feel like he purposely did that. Like um, he gave little hints, like oh, this could be real, but also this could be fake. But um, I would think this amount of trauma would be enough to drive somebody to sort of go insane, though. Purple, mm-hmm. like in my and, opinion, and believe truly that they are doing these. Yeah, because there's certain ways. Like, um, if you look at it, there's ways that Ophelia could rationalize. Uh, because the pale man, um, if you go the route that Ophelia is using the fantasy world to cope, Ophi- uh, the pale man represents Vidal's sadism. Because when you're introduced to the pale man, you're like, why is he a child eater? Like, there's all this unnecessary, just like just pure evil, and mm-hmm. that could be that could like be a representation of Vidal also in the dinner scene that's right before the pale man scene. The tables and the feast all look similar, and Vidal mm-hmm. is even sitting in the same place on the table that the pale man is sitting as but well. But you see, sh- but she yeah. was not there for that i think it was just something that um oh, right. the yeah, cinematog- the um, 
cinematographer for this film mm-hmm. did mention something about that, but he said it wasn't like purpose oh, on purpose. Really? Yeah. But the thing hmm. is, is that I personally believe that her real her world was real. But mm. I think I'd find the movie like a lot more like I feel like the movie is a lot more powerful if her world was imaginary. Yeah, yeah, that's because I was thinking yeah. like it's her idea of like almost an afterlife with mm-hmm. when the ending sequence yeah. when it was like the mother and his, her father. Uh-huh. Like this is just mm-hmm. kind of her way to cope to reconnect with her father. And yeah, she hates living with the Capion. Capion, Bale. So like it's just kind of in her head like oh if I do these things. I'll be able to meet my dad again. My real oh yeah, dad. there's also a, another tie-in with allegorical things. This oh, yeah, movie. Gore. <laughs> this movie. Hey, Stephanie's supposed to be the one with the info <laughs> on this movie. The uh, <laughs> the entire movie's um, you know central theme is like authoritarianism and like you know blind obedience isn't exactly like the best. Like the doctor even says mm. the theme of the movie yeah. when he says like yeah. only people like you can follow rules blindly. And yeah, yeah. at the very end of the movie, if she were to follow the pawn's rules blindly, she wouldn't be the queen anymore because yeah. that was true test it, like i found it interesting how they put little hints on um the fawn's test there's little hints for mm-hmm. example like um when uh she takes the two grapes um like she, the fawn gives her a second chance implying the rules are not solid where she has an ability to have a second chance as well as the fact when she's in the pale man's room uh, i have no idea why she chooses to do so but she decides to disobey the instructions and not go for the middle door but go for the left door and it's right she was right by mm-hmm. disobeying. Yeah. I, I was wondering about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. What mm-hmm. the significance of that mm-hmm. was. And it also ties in with the fact where she's the spirit of Spain, where, you know, it, she was right to rebel against mm. the, uh, against, you know, absolute authoritarianism. Mm. Because, you know, democracy and stuff. Democracy. I'd democracy. also like to go back to the last scene on uh, whether or not her world is fantasy or real. But um, in the story at the end, um, they say how the princess um, would leave little clues oh, to show flower. her time yeah. on earth. And, you know, the flower blooms. Yeah. And Del Toro, he doesn't he doesn't want to, like, give his opinion on, like, whether or not he thinks the world is real or not. But like he, he said that he um, is on the side of fantasy, and he thinks he, he purposely put things that made it look real because he thought it was real. And I know both of you had a lot to say that there was a lot of similarities with... Um, Shape of Water. Yes. Spoilers. And I believe so too. Yeah, no. Because I said, when I watched Shape of Water, I was like, this reminds me so much oh, yeah. of Pan's Labyrinth. Like yeah. both villains, both villains get disfigured. Like, for example, Vidal yeah. gets a stab. The mm-hmm. other guy gets his fingers. Oh, Shape Shape of Water spoilers, by the way. Um, but um, <laughs> he gets his fingers. And like, they both cause damage to their injuries. Vidal drinks the alcohol, bringing pain to himself. Um, the guy rips off, literally rips off his fingers. They both have this twisted sense of family where the guy has a sense to keep his family and Vidal mm-hmm. wants a son and they both kill the main character but not really because no. they both like legit like kill them on screen but then off screen they say oh no everything's okay yeah but you're and not they, yeah. Bored? they both sort of oh, yeah. end with the ambiguous did they die yeah which I like but I like that died. I like having the option. Yeah, but her spirit yeah, no, is she died. Yeah. She is and, dead and as fuck. I, <laughs> I, and I, I like to believe that she died in Shape of Water. I do I, too. I, I like that pray. ending. Yeah. yeah. But I like dead. having the option like whether or not. I like being left with the question of like, so what happened? Yeah. Like, I love yeah. that feeling of a film. Oh, um, also, I'm going about to say a controversial subject right here. Oh. Uh, Pan's Labyrinth is similar to 
Shrek. <laughs> go off, kid. Explain. Go off. Okay. <laughs> no, go on. Okay. Pop off. Okay. Pop off. So hear me out. Hear me out on this one. So Shrek is basically a movie about, you know, like uh, it's basically a subverting expectations movie about, you know, the whole um, the whole fairy tale business. Literally, it's about an ogre who manages to uh, date a princess who becomes an ogre and they live happily ever after. Um, it's the same thing with Pan's Labyrinth, where you know you have all these fairy tale elements. And, you know, uh, it's construed to say, like, you know, here are the rules, here's what happens, here are the morals you're supposed to follow. And what does Pan's Labyrinth do? What does Ophelia do? She decides to subvert expectations by disobeying, not obeying the narrative. And the movie itself um, doesn't follow the fairy tale, um, you know, um, the fairy tale stereotypes. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, because, you know, Disney sort of leads the book on uh, fairy tale uh, guidelines and everything. Yeah. So it w they made a very un-Disney fairy tale movie. Mm. So that itself is disobedience as well. It did you know, sort of remind yeah. me quite a bit of like, like uh, Grimm's fairy tales, like yeah. like the yeah. sort of original fairy tale stories of how everything was pretty much just kind of gruesome mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and just gross. So world building, world building. I it's fine. I, thought I it was, really liked it. It was solid. It was okay. Mm -hmm. Can um, we just talk about the fonts real fast? Like just like fonts. I love the fonts. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> no, with the fawn, like how yeah. insanely cool his character. Was. Okay, that was a yeah. great. That mm. was great CGI. Yeah, yeah, because it, um, it was it, makeup. Yeah, no, it was no, all no, 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 it was practical. No, yeah, no, it was yeah. makeup. I was wondering, Doug that. Jones, no, no. my boy. No, was, literally yeah. to save money, they the entire thing is practical. No way. The only thing they CGI is the bottom of his feet because mm. the way that um, the suit was created. You know how his feet, his stilts. bottom feet, almost never move. Yeah, that's because they're stilts. Yeah. Okay, because I thought that looked. I was I I was debating it the whole time. I was like, is this real or is this CGI? Mm -hmm. And then when she was the uh, the pale man, mm -hmm. he, I thought he looked bad. There's oh, his, yeah. his costume looked bad. So like, I was like, can I was we like, just oh, talk about the how the pale man like needs leg day badly? <laughs> Guillermo del Toro Doug actually Jones. drew that. Like every character, I think he drew them. <laughs> mm. But also, there is a there's there is one scene where you do see the stilts. Yeah, oh, really? there is one scene. I think it's towards oh. the end, but you do see the stilts and a shadow. Yeah. I remember that specifically because I, when the first time I watched it, when oh, I was like eight, hey, yeah, can I just remember. Yeah, you, I can't unsee yeah. it. Yeah, that's really good makeup though on the font. Yeah, yeah. no, it's great. Okay. The, way uh, <laughs> what? Like, the way he spoke, it was just like, yeah, like he was you great. just really get the sense of like that age. That mm. was not Doug Jones, by the way. He what? tried, he tried, he tried speaking Spanish. Guillermo del Toro was like. I'll I'll just you know it's wait, okay. Wait wait wait, Doug Jones. Doug Jones. That doesn't he, exactly he that sound. Uh, that doesn't exactly sound Latin. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, wait, is, was no. he American? Yeah. Oh, he, he's, he's like, American. Like really he's, yeah, he's super being, famous. Yeah. Pretty much every movie he's in, you don't really see his face because they cover him in makeup. Mm -hmm. He he played the pale man and also the fawn. Really? This, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. He, he's in most most uh, ballistic gel torso he also movies. <laughs> <laughs> he also played the monster in um, Shape of Water. What? That was yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, that was him. Uh, yeah. He was the. He, I believe it. He, he was the alien in in Covenant, right? He played the no, alien. No, really? I'm pretty sure. I'm oh, pretty sure for the, for the practical scenes. I, my God, Doug Jones plays like all my favorite like monster movies. Yeah, he's super super famous for that. One, yeah. Yeah, oof. Not implying that Pan's Labyrinth is a monster movie, by the way. Yeah, no. I you don't think it's a monster movie? No. I guess not technically, but good. But Fawn, Fawn is a great monster. My grandma went is into that movie. Monster, though? Oh, oh yeah. 
I mean, it's more of a fantasy. Creature. I wouldn't think he's I a guess. monster. I just he's think he's a, a he's creature. A creature. I, think, oh, yeah. I think that was somebody else actually. Territory the, though, the alien. But uh, no. he was, he was in Hellboy. He's the mm-hmm. blue guy. Yeah, oh. I remember that. Um, he he played the Silver Surfer. Oh, in uh, in the second Fantastic Four movie. Right. Your on. dad mentioned him. Mm. Shout out to your dad. Hey. Shout out, hey. dad. <laughs> uh, he Talk was in fast. Star Trek Discovery, I guess. Oh, he was the ship. <laughs> I believe it. Hey, hey, is Doug Jones in this room? Is he the chairs right now? <laughs> yeah, we're all sitting on a piece of Doug Jones right now. Yeah. We love a man. I he's love Doug in, Jones. Uh, he's in Falling Skies, that TV show about the aliens. I have, I have pretty my, sure he played an alien. Like in these five minutes, I have gar- garnered so much respect for Doug Jones. Yeah, no, yeah. Dude, he's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, no. Love you, Doug Jones. <laughs> love, love you, Doug love Jones. You, this podcast is dedicated to Doug Jones. He's yeah. actually an avid listener of this podcast. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, he yeah. emailed me. He emailed me the <laughs> yeah. other day. He was like, man, I love your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Make a second he, episode. Yeah, by the way, I'm Doug Jones. To me. <laughs> he mailed me a letter, and it turned out he was just the letter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he dressed up as the letter. Yeah. yeah like He's I, an amazing <laughs> actor. Like, I went home, and it turns out I've been living in Doug Jones the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I've seen that. Frank's house is Doug Jones. <laughs> We should kazoo it for Doug Jones. Yeah, let's uh, let's, let's do a kazoo, kazoo for Doug Jones. Doug, kazoo kazoo. For Doug Jones. Uh, uh, do the the Pan's Labyrinth let's, song. The, the, the Pan's oh, Labyrinth right. song. I, I That's know for you, Doug Jones. Yeah. I know you. that entire theme because I will subconsciously just start singing, singing it, singing in it to myself. Hmm. I can't speak words. Oh, okay. also, um, I just remembered. <laughs> there's a large like obsession with shoes in the movie. There's a lot. Yeah, they they focused on shoes a lot. In yeah, this like there's the black shoes. shoes you got, the red shoes in the back, and the shoes in the pale man's. Yeah, oh, and he's cleaning his boots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, I heard, I don't know if this is correct, but um, the Capitan's watch from his dad, mm-hmm. I heard his whole entire like office that he's in is All broken gears. To, all broken gears. Yeah, it's like, supposed to be shaped. They're all gears that don't move. Yeah, hmm. it's supposed to be shaped as his father's watch, hmm. which I found interesting. Yeah, because if you look closely at the back, it's all, yeah, it's like, all gears. Yeah, all gears. Yeah. And like he, his, uh, his, like most, half his movie time is just trying Pick to up. fix the broken watch. <laughs> And uh, yeah, there's a lot of gears in Vidal's life because you know. So I I had a few <laughs> issues with the pale man scene. Explain. Oh yeah, oh, uh, I think that's uh, pissed uh, me off. Real fast, uh, he's also a representation for the church in the Spanish Civil War because uh, you know. The, Explain. You know the dinner scene. You know the dinner scene. Yes. Uh, and then where the priest says like, uh, priest says, um, you know, their souls are already saved. I don't care what happens to their bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, that was taken. Uh, Guillermo del Toro said that was actually taken from a speech um, said during uh, the uh, Spanish Civil War. Um, mm-hmm. So the pale man represents the church in the way that uh, as it eats children, it's sort of like eats purity so you know um since this because most of the spanish civil war was fought because it was um the way they basically the way they basically um you know justified their uh, whole thing was they justified it through religion so uh the church was a big part in um franco uh francisco franco's regime and uh yeah so um guillermo de toro has said that the pale man represents the uh church of spain during that mm. period that's very interesting I, w- I would never pick up on that 
Yeah, that's, that's, that's why I don't know enough. That's why uh, when so she takes the two grapes, like um, it, there's also that parallel where um, they, during the dinner scene, the wealthy are having a feast while discussing rationing out food to the lower class. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it's as a direct parallel to the pale man scene. Uh, Ophelia represents again the spirit of Spain by taking just a little bit, and the pale man oh, okay. is just so outraged by this, he's going to eat Ophelia's head off just for taking two grapes. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes that, that scene sort of much greed. more yeah. uh, acceptable to me. Um, so with the the pale man scene, I did have a couple things that bothered me. Mm-hmm. One, she had no reason whatsoever to take those grapes. Yeah, yeah, it's it was not really weird. Like, it's not like she's underfed. Actually, it's not like they wait, established was, that this place curses you to be incredibly hungry or thirsty or was anything that not like the that. night her mom made her not eat supper? Yeah, I that thought was, that was yeah. the next was night. No, I, I she she didn't eat. Oh. I thought yeah. that was the next day because I did the next time we see the fawn, he's like, "Hey, you didn't do it last night. You have to do it tonight now." Yeah, no. Um, I think you might be right. No, nope. I, I had a feel. I didn't think that was the same night. I don't think she ate though. She was doing a lot. Hmm. I no scene have I seen her eat like, except that one. I didn't show her eating, but I assumed that yeah. she had because no, everybody sure there ate really well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but uh, she, she was in none of those scenes though. But yeah. also, can we just address like even if she was hungry, even if like you know like she she did have a reason to eat, why did she just stand there chewing, <laughs> not looking <laughs> backwards, yeah. just standing there in a single place, yeah. chewing forward? And with her eyes closed. I hate how she was so chewing <laughs> those fairies. Yeah. I hated that. I like a yeah. cherry. Uh, what was it? Grape? It was a grape, right? Yeah, it was yeah, a grape. Yeah, yeah, all the fairies are like telling I, you, like, hey, yo, yo, pay attention. And uh, she's like, no, I'm, no. I'm enjoying these I'm grapes chewing right this, now. But like, yeah. no yeah. grape has ever tasted that good. Yeah. yeah. Or she was just like, like that mm. must have been like the best grape like <laughs> ever. Like, yeah. oh my God. Um, so one thing that kind of bothered me about that scene is that she takes the plate with his eyes on it and then gives it back. I know. I actually, I thought about that. I thought about that too. Like yep. it, if I if I had suddenly for some reason decided I was the hungriest person in the world and was going to steal a single grape from this terrifying creature, cover the the room is covered in paintings of him eating babies. <laughs> um, I'm gonna watch that thing while I'm taking it. Okay. Uh, and I'm also or going I'll just to move not his it. eyes away from him. Okay. Here's a question <laughs> to all of you: mm. Could Ophelia have taken the pale man? Because like. Look at his legs. Like he skips like day every single day. No, absolutely eats, not. He eats babies because they don't run. <laughs> she just has to give him a high five to blind him. He walks yeah. with his hands way <laughs> exactly. out in front of him anyway. I'm pr- I like I like is my personal belief that if Ophelia had like a baseball bat, Pale Man's going down. She had, she had a knife. knife. Oh, right. she had a giant knife. Oh, yeah. Right, right. Okay. If she had uh, like I'm all I'm saying is that if Ophelia chose, she could have probably taken the Pale Man full on. Do you see his yeah, arms? His arms aren't exactly like lifting material. No, mm. they're really weak and floppy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the way he walks, he was all rickety. Like, yeah. yeah. Ophelia could probably trip him and he'd die. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the whole thing with the grapes and everything like that, that, that really bothered me. And then the fact that she ran out of time and then was just able to draw another door. And she had great upper arm strength. Uh, yeah, incredible <laughs> upper arm strength. <laughs> See, I'm, she could take on the nail <laughs> yeah. man with that. Yeah. Ophelia goes to the gym. She hits some um, weights, but. And uh, and she was just it. She just drew another door, and she was fine. Mm-hmm. So why did she have that time limit in the first place? Uh, didn't he explain it though? Uh-huh. I don't. I don't remember what he said, but I'm just assuming. He what? just said you have to be back before the last. 
piece of sand falls. I think that's. I mean, she still failed the mission. Well, I think I yeah. think that's a. I mean, she she succeeded. She got what she meant to do, and then she got back, matter. even yeah. though she broke like four different rules. Yeah. She didn't open the right thing. She took the grapes. Uh, she ran out of time. And then she just drew another door, and she was fine, and she got out okay. But, but didn't Dante yeah. say oh, something? Yeah, he like scolded her, right? Yeah, that he was it. Scolded her. Yeah. But and then she, and then he gave her a second chance. But he said that you know, if you run out of time, you're stuck and you're gonna die. And she ran out of time. Oh wait, yeah, you're right. And then she just drew a second door, and I it was fine. I but, didn't think but about that at all. But technically, she didn't run out of time. That still, that dial still had some of it. It didn't the have door any time. Then why would the door close if the time wasn't out? I saw it in that, no, the time in that was shot. Out. No, in that shot, there was still sand in Then why the door closed? I have no idea. Well, I mean, <laughs> that like, was technical I think, difficulty. We, I think I you know? also have to look at, like, you know, again, the theme of the movie is disobedience. Mm-hmm. So, like, she disobeyed one, the time limit, uh, the other one choosing the wrong door, um, the other one, the grapes, and what was the fourth one? She did another just so actively. She didn't steal his eyes. I but feel uh, like yeah, but like everything turned out okay for her because you know that's the central dis- that's the central theme that disobedience doesn't always yeah. mean which bad. is why I think that the world wasn't real because mm-hmm. her life is filled with being told to obey. So mm-hmm. to have this fantasy world mm-hmm. where even when she disobeys everything she's told to do, everything turns out okay. Mm. I think that was sort of a. a sort of showing that this was a coping mechanism. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. I've figured the world was a coping mechanism for her. Mm. And like it was all inspired by the book she was reading. Yeah. Because the mom was like, you shouldn't be reading those. You told oh I'm kind of yeah. I'm kind of on Stephanie's side. I think really? I, I think it was I, real. I think it is too. Like I don't think so. there was a lot of signs within the movie that made me stand more to that. Because the her. fact that like the other characters interact with the Mandrake root and uh, she wasn't she didn't go hunting for the Mandrake root, she was given the Mandrake that root. I think she put it under the bed? Yeah, mm-hmm. she was given it and other characters interact with it. I think it could have just been I think it was just a root that she found. Yeah, no, it was like, just all in her that head. That she imagined a story for. When, Same with the chalk. Because when the other characters picked it up, they didn't be like, why is this root talking and shit? They're just yeah. like, why, why is this under the bed? And nobody <laughs> reacted to the thing screaming in the fireplace. Yeah. So I think that was in her head. But the thing yeah, but is, is that like, she's the princess, hmm? too. In the story, that she was the princess. These are signs that only the princess can see, you know? Mm. Um, if you Sounds think, like she's schizophrenic. No. no, no, no. <laughs> if you think about she's it... She's not a joke, like, by the way. Very it's, serious. It's how you see the world. Like, the, the captain sees the world as cruel. Like, the cinematography, this is where it, it plays out. Because... When you go to the captain, it's like a cruel world. Like it's brutal. Mm-hmm. It's blah blah blah. This is what like the cinematographer said, but it's like rough. It's rough. It's a rough explanation. But yep. uh, then you go to Ophelia's like side, and it's like bright and fantasy. And it just he he said something about fantasy. That. No. Mm, yes, no. fantasy. fantasy. Yes. I don't think it's fantasy. It's a fantasy. Del Toro doesn't think it's fantasy either, but he won't. Well, the director is wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know All right, this movie the writer and director is wrong. Yeah. I, well, I mean, like, Me also right. could take a, could be like purposely meant to be like ambiguous. Well, no, it is. Yeah, it's supposed, it's supposed to, to yeah. spark these no, conversations. It is ambiguous. It's supposed to, yeah, spark conversations just like this. Yeah. yeah. Guillermo. Where Ben and Logan are completely wrong. No, Guillermo hey. produced this podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, Guillermo. He wrote me a letter, and he <laughs> he told me. 
Yeah. Hey, man, you're totally right. I just Give me your receipts. No. Give me your receipts. No. Give me no, your no. receipts. Because <laughs> they don't want to be shown to you. Yeah. Because you're the princess. Yeah, he's yeah. I'm the princess. You're supposed to be on my side, Frank. And Logan Thanks. made that up. It's his fantasy. Thanks. It's his coping. Yeah. Yeah. It's my fantasy, and I think it's real. When yeah. three boys are in a room, they just all. Just fucking. three boys. Well, I'm still on your side. Yeah, he's on the your fantasy side. part. Mm. Uh, uh, well, just okay. Just um, I'm playing devil's advocate right now. I, I know you there are. Were, totally there were a few things, just technical things that I noticed about this movie. Um, they reused a shot at one point. Oh, like they, they reused they reused a setting. I noticed. Uh, I don't remember that. Um, the scene when she's walking up to the uh, the fig tree, the first task, mm-hmm. that forest scene specifically mm-hmm. is reused later uh, when the. Um, the all the soldiers are coming out somewhere. They're all walking along a hill, um, and it's the same hill. Like I, I went back and and checked to see if the trees were in the same spots, and it's it's the exact same setting. Huh. And I don't. Uh, I think they were actually happening concurrently, so I don't think that was intentional. I don't think it was supposed to be the same spot. But I mean, it's like it's this. But same I, forest, I wouldn't right? have noticed yeah. if I hadn't like double checked. Oh, uh, talking about that forest scene, can we just talk about like the amount of courage like just Ophelia had to like I'm just gonna go into a tree, I'm gonna see a giant frog. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're so right. That, you're so right. Yeah. that was my note. That, that was so gross. This, yeah, this little girl is not phased by any of that. Like, being no. covered in bugs. Yeah, like, going on with that. Part of the reason why I believe the fantasy world is real is because like that little girl, like, oh my god, she's yeah, so she, she didn't that was scream or anything when the frog like if, licked her face. Yeah, yeah I was mean, wasn't disgusting. she gonna kill her brother? Huh? Like towards the end, like well, she had no, that no, thought, no, no, right? No, no, no. no. She was going. She was going to give her brother to the fawn. Yeah. Because like she thought they were going to go to all the portal, but then. Oh the right, portal, right, right. Like, hey, yeah, let me, yeah, let me stab hey. your brother, and she's like, haha, no. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but right, then she passed the test because she disobeyed, mm-hmm. and it turned out to be better. Exactly. Yes. Um, all right. And then uh, another another big thing for me that took me out of a couple scenes is they kept like smoking fake cigarettes <laughs> in this movie. Really? They kept lighting the cigarettes, uh, breathing in, and then breathing out regular air as smoke came out of the cigarette. <laughs> um, it happened like in multiple scenes. I did not pick up on that. I would never. And I every time I, I saw notice. them, every time I saw them breathe in the cigarette, I would watch to see if they breathed it back out, and they'd be talking, and I expected to see like little puffs or something mm-hmm. coming out as they were speaking, but then nothing happened. Because the like, cigarettes oh. are in the fantasy mm, world. Yeah, the cigarettes are part of the Lie. fantasy world. <laughs> Lie. Yeah, I would have never noticed that. Um, well, I mean, like the chalk. The chalk uh, um, is, exists with drag the doll. Yeah. Drag them. The doll actually physically interacts with, with he the chalk. He does. But that doesn't does. mean the effects that the chalk does is real. She yeah. escaped a locked is, is attic a magical through the chalk. She thinks that she escaped a locked attic she through the chalk. She did, though. She did, though, yeah. <laughs> she did, though. She legit did. She yeah, because the doll literally locked her in there. She wasn't given a key of any sort, unless like Ophelia is like a lock picker in her subconsciousness. There's no way she got out of that attic without. I mean, we've seen that she's a really strong person. <laughs> I yeah. still don't think she. Could <laughs> she could have just Mongo broken down the doors. <laughs> just punched down the door. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, she's strong. Yeah, she's I, strong. She's strong. I think the fantasy world's real because like there's no way Ophelia could have gotten out of that attic by herself. There's that is a an lot interesting of point. For some reason, I I don't I remember her getting locked into an attic, and I don't know why. No, no, because remember, like once uh, I, it's near the end of the movie, then Vidal get basically gets tired of her shit and locks her in, in an, an attic. attic. Do they actually show her 
going through the chalk door. Yes. Yeah. Do they? Yes. Okay. She draws I, I, I think I looked away for that the thing, couple of seconds. Because the thing that makes uh, the at? entire thing ambiguous is probably is, getting uh, water or something. Is, I was reading. I was reading. Uh, I was reading a few comments uh, made about this movie, um, and uh, someone said I forget who exactly said it, but I was reading an article, and uh, they said that um, the shots uh, between mm. the fantasy world and the real world are seamless. Mm-hmm. So that really adds the ambiguity of yeah. the uh, whole fantasy aspect of it. I think she just broke through the... Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Broke through the labyrinth. Ophelia, bong! That's... uh, Going back just for a couple seconds to Spirited Away, that's one of the things I really enjoyed about it was that she was weak. She was very small, and every single object that she interacted with had weight. And she was struggling to lift even like like smaller things. Yeah, Yeah. the coal. Like, she was struggling with that, Mm -hmm. and you could really see that... That she was having difficulty, where in this she was just sort of able to do everything. Ophelia's yeah. like Captain Falcon. Yeah, she never yeah. really struggled to do anything, despite her being a little girl. That's like, true. So like, fantasy. Was that arm strength? I bet you get Falcon punch anyone. You <laughs> put Vidal and Ophelia in a room together. All I'm Falcon saying punch. is Vidal ain't leaving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I believe she was strong. I, I could see that. That strong as a little girl? Dude, you guys over like She's underestimated the last time. All does is all, all she does is read books. She's a nerd. <laughs> she doesn't have no upper arms. Her arms Shut are up. strong from lifting <laughs> books. <laughs> just turning the pages. She's yeah, like legit. See, if you tried it, you wouldn't be able to do it. So then that's why you're roasting Ophelia. No, like literally. Yeah. Like, Ophelia's like. <laughs> yeah. She, she could have lifted books. the captain over her head and <laughs> thrown yeah. him Star, down the Star well. Wars style. Oh, like legit. Like actually. Like in the movie. Like she's always carrying like a stack of four books yeah. and a giant they're, story. They're decent sized books. That's not gonna get her jacked. What is that? Maybe five pounds. Maybe. Not girl. For a little girl, that's pretty big. Mm-hmm. With her frame, we those are pretty big. Well, because she carries what four books, she can she well, can pull up it's all the way. Hell yeah, yeah she can you, do like yeah. crazy pull up. <laughs> oh boy, but I mean like it's a she fantasy got floorboards. World. It's she, a was, fantasy she was world. scratching the scratching the floor for grip. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, had yeah, no, you but totally. Still, right. Yeah, you're just totally right. Just because you have grip doesn't mean you have upper arm strength. Yeah, but uh, you're more likely. I guess. Like if, if I give you, but if I give you, just I like a straight up like. I could do it, heavy. and at that age, Maybe. I probably I could do it. At that age, I could do it. I am willing to believe that she was able to pull herself out of the pale man's room just hard. because adrenaline. Adrenaline, yeah. yeah. In, in life-threatening situations, you can push past your normal boundaries, and I believe this would have triggered that for her. Ophelia's but there just are a few other scenes where yeah. she's just like. I'm just joking around. Strong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What, what? I'm just joking around. That was said out of context. I know. In oh, relation to what? Yeah. About her not being able to get up, Aww. not be able to pull up. I'm just joking around. Just having fun here. Afraid of the outrage? Afraid of the comments? Comments now, Ben? It's a fantasy world. Mm. <laughs> I think so now you real. believe it's a fantasy world, Ben. I've been believing it's a fantasy world. Okay, cool. I also believe that this is a fantasy world. I think it's real. I just think it's her coping mechanism. Mm. I, mean, I think it's real. I think it's it'd real be powerful world. if it wasn't real, but I think it is that's real. That's why mm. I, I like to believe that's that it why. Isn't okay, that's fair. It makes it more I, It makes it more me- if it was real, I'll be like, If it was stupid. real, then the movie wouldn't have been as <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, okay. I, I'll take that. I enjoyed the movie more believing that it wasn't real. Yeah. To no. Back to Spirit Away, there's almost an ending like that where you're supposed to be like, was this real? But then it shows the hair tie. Yeah. <laughs> so it was real. What does the hair tie do? I was so confused by that because it's like, oh, it'll protect you. And like, it's like, I guess it, it'll protect her oh, in yeah, life. Yeah, it didn't maybe? do anything. 
Yeah. It's it, never used. Well, I mean, like, well, I don't know, because it was one. Of, it could be one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, she'll live life like all, all nice and stuff because you have protection. But, you know, it's just one of those things where, like, you know, it'd be nice to know what it would it be. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Back to... <laughs> back to... Back, 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 back. Uh, ooh, ooh. Prequel to Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a shot of a bathtub, and I went... Mm. The first shot of her dying, like you just hear her breathing, where she's like, uh, like it's they're telling the story with the the tide of the subtitle. Uh, uh, personal fan theory: oh, oh, Ophelia loses her ability to speak after getting shot. Uh, uh, Save the water. Boom. <laughs> All I'm saying: boom, dum, done deal. Boom, dum, dum, deal. Apparently, uh, <laughs> Shape of Water takes place canonically at the same time as uh, Hairspray. What? <laughs> in, in the same city. In the same okay. same city, same time period as Hairspray. <laughs> you're, you're, you're fucking with me, right? No, I'm not. <laughs> it's Baltimore. What? Uh, I thought Shape of Water was much earlier. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's Hairspray. It's like 80s, isn't it? What? Shape what? of Water? Hairspray? What? Hairspray is where like segregation was happening. Yeah. yeah. Or like 70s? Somewhere. The good days. I don't remember <laughs> oh, the actual... God. I don't it's, remember it's Hairspray. Been a while. I watched. Yeah. It's been. A, I watched Hairspray uh, when I was a little kid. I don't remember it. Isn't there a song saying like something about the fifties? Well, yeah, no, oh you yeah, they go. Right. It was much earlier. It was much earlier. Nineteen sixties. Nineteen sixty-two. Baltimore. When was Shape of Water? I think that was. Like that was like World War Two. Yeah, wait. Where'd you hear that, that Logan? You just talking I, about your ass? No, I saw it. Online. Oh, okay. Oh, we good. love it. You're good, then. Um, another, another similarity between the uh, the uh, Shape of Water villain and the Pan's Labyrinth villain. Um, 1960s Cold War Baltimore. Ooh. Hmm. It was Hairspray, I already forgot. 1962 Baltimore. <laughs> okay. Okay, you're right, then. You're right. <laughs> but, um, so another similarity between them. Uh, when they're about to uh, go kill the uh, protagonist, um, both characters have lost everything, whereas the guy in Shape of Water, like, the uh, his, like, the general's breathing down his uh, neck and saying, like, you're about to be fired. And in the Pan's Labyrinth, the, uh, the resistance is invading. So both villains see their uh, world they're basically a high just position crumble. just crumble mm. and that's what makes them like just um, they, they're basically losing everything and that's what makes them double down on their efforts to kill the protagonist yeah and I thought I noticed yeah. that was no, another cool little like uh, just like oh that's yeah. that's cool that's the same like the thing about it is like both villains are similar in concept but the way that they're executed is different and yeah. it provides a different feel yeah no, the, the villains were both very very similar, I thought. Yeah. I, I think I need to rewatch Shape of Water, but talking about the similarities, I remember them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. I just remember <laughs> saying how much this film reminds me of Pan's Labyrinth and that you guys should go watch Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. And we're here mm. now. Wow. Cute. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, final thoughts? Yeah. Final uh, um, Final scores? Or final do, rating. Do we have more? Ratings? Um, I might change it back to 7.5. Oh, lit. I, I'm going yeah. to bump mine up to a seven, honestly. Talking yeah. talking more about it, I kind of... Yeah. yeah. I did kind of... That's mm-hmm. seven for both of these. This is like okay, my nice. version of watching it again. Yeah. yeah I've only I think watched so. It yeah. Mm-hmm. I, feel, I, I need yeah. to speak with others yeah. about my thoughts about this to sort yeah. of develop them a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. I retain my 8.5 because, again, I'm a, a, just, a little, just a little bit of a history buff, so I really enjoyed mm. the yeah. sort yeah. of like parallels. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait, life. so since we got a number rating for this one, can we get a number oh, rating for Spirited okay, Away? Yeah, <laughs> Spirited Away. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, okay.
Okay, so art. Okay, so would you classify Pan's Labyrinth as an isekai movie? <laughs> um, <okay. laughs> I think um, I would from your like description before. Moment, it's basically a different world movie. Oh yeah, no, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, then, I would. Yeah. Okay, because so, yeah. it was in. I said the reason why the magic worked for me, even if it was real, mm -hmm. it would sort of work for me mm -hmm. because it was in like a secluded area mm -hmm. where it did feel like it was yeah. its own world. Yeah, mm -hmm. there was very little of it. In the movie, yeah, like the, the movie was a lot of the real life, uh, real life, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it was, which surprised me because mm -hmm. just from what I had seen of the movie, I assumed that it was going to be a very similar yeah. story to Spirited Away about this little girl getting lost in this fantasy land and having to find her way back, not this little girl like living Alice in, in real Wonderland, life. yeah, opposite, yeah, yeah. It, no, it was Alice it in Wonderland was, is uh, the original Isekai, by the way. Very much one original one. Well, not not the original, what I was one expecting. One of the most famous original, okay. which okay. is fair. Which yeah. is fair. Yeah. But yeah, I would I would consider. Okay, it one. so Pan's Labyrinth and Spirit Away both being a isekai coming of age story about a young girl trying to find her way in the world. Um, Spirit Away, I would give. Um, oh God, let me let me give me give me a few moments to really gather the amalgamation of my thoughts into a number of rating. Okay. Um, oh, please speak. I feel like this I would, is just I would give, no, I would no, give no. Pants Nobody's speaking until you give <laughs> yeah, us your rating. No. I was just going to okay. sit here and sign. Oh just stare? Just stare? Mm. Oh, God. All of them are staring at me. We, should, we should make a... Oh, no. Please continue yeah, your thought. Yes. Please continue your thought. Um, I'm going gonna to give Spirited Away. You know, it was a really nice story about a young girl finding her way in the route, and I really enjoyed the sub, um, the uh, subplot of the worker. I just really enjoyed the bathhouse. Okay, I really enjoyed <laughs> everyone's interactions. Like Lynn was so score, nice to score, Chihiro. Score, can, score, can we just score, okay? Score, um, score, score. Uh, just uh, okay. It's really um, easy. It's just yeah, a number. Yeah, just a number. <laughs> but see, it's it sort of provides like a reference in the future. You know, for no, all yeah, Isekai coming of age films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's really know. hard because like. Um, I will give it a... Or give it a percentage. Ooh. Either. Whoa. I will give it a 7.64. Wow, pitchforked it. Okay. okay. That's a fair... Pitchforked okay. it? What nice. does pitchfork mean? They just do the odd decimals like that. Oh. The the <laughs> rating system for albums. Yeah. What? Mm. Yeah, no. Pitchfork? Oh. The, uh... <laughs> what? You, I got you. Pitchfork? The, um... The, I got you. The, <laughs> the pub... <laughs> All right, I'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you no, keep it in. Keep Don't it in. Don't you dare. No, keep it in. You left in me being awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your... We got uh, your final Stephanie thoughts. Stephanie, right? yeah. um, I will give it an eight. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, yeah. All right. All right. Both enough. of these movies were beautiful to look at. Uh, I Gorgeous. enjoyed watching both of them. They are yeah. very pleasing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They are mm. very pleasing. I highly enjoyed them. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. I enjoyed them. Highly but I enjoyed them. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> well, fair, see, because Spirit Away provided more of just like um, that, you know, sort of fantastical child aspect. Yeah. Whereas mm. Patton's Labyrinth, like, it provided like a real drama. Yeah. Yeah. But I think for me, uh, Spirit Away, I could tell it was trying to bring out the inner child in me, but for some reason it wasn't. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, it's, it's very, it's, um, the audience it was made for was 10-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> it was literally made for 10-year-olds. It was 10-year-old yeah, no, girls. It was 10-year-old girls. It was made for 10-year-olds, but like the, fa the uh, fa faceless guy, that entire scene in the bathhouse, like mm -hmm. if I saw that as a 10-year-old, I'd be yeah, like, no, oh my It was God. made There's for 10-year-old girls, but the audience it appealed to Yeah, because it was like critically yeah. acclaimed, With right? With that in mind, the 10-year-old like uh, viewer 
like looking f- looking at it from a ten year old's point of view, you'd think it'd be a little less rambling because of the whole like short attention, attention span yeah. thing. Well, yeah, Spongebob. no. When I watched it when I was younger, like I was like, I don't, I don't yeah, really, you know, yeah. I'm pretty sure I watched, I watched it when older, I was younger like, I too, yeah. and I just I didn't get anything from it. Like I. I do not remember watching it as a as a kid, but I'm pretty sure that I have. So we're mm. gonna wrap this shit up, right? Yeah. 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 So Ben, yeah. what are your movies? <laughs> Why are you yeah, being so ben, hostile about it? Ben, I know ben, my movie. what are your all right, movies? So, all right. Next week, what are we so what are we week, doing? We're gonna be watching The Lobster. The Lobster. Ooh. Oh, I've heard okay. about that. Yeah. yeah. It's a good uh, little have you seen about that have you seen the uh, newest seen uh, yet? Have you seen the newest movie by that same director? Uh, uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer. Killing of a Sacred Deer. Yeah. I like the lobster better but i'll save it for the pod mm. okay. um uh and then the second one i kind of wanted to do a coen brothers movie okay because i just love them they're mm. great filmmakers and i want to do one that's maybe not as talked about okay so i decided inside lou and davis I don't okay know, i don't have you heard of it i have not I have. it's pretty i feel like it's not it's pretty it's well received but it's yes. not as talked about in the forefront yes. of their filmography okay. that mm. is film twitter has gotten their hands on it so yep. it's a little bit ugh, but i okay. still think it's a that's where I saw it. I think think they're two movies that could spark good conversation. Okay. All right. That's awesome. Uh, Tune in next week. I'm sending a tweet to Dwayne The Rock Johnson to see if he can join (laughs) us as our special guest. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Uh, So, you know, (laughs) 90% chance that'll happen. Yep, 90 90 yeah, 90. and I will uh, resume living within my pocket dimension. Uh, <laughs> yeah, who knows? Maybe you'll see Frank again. Yeah, maybe no, good guess. Guess. we're good probably guess, just Frank. gonna lock him back in the closet yeah, and slide um, cheese under the door for yeah. sustenance. <laughs> if, you, if you do need me for another episode, um, just feel free to summon me at any time. Though it, uh, it might be a bit complicating considering goats are a bit pricey these days. Yeah, goats. Goats are ghosts. Yeah, goats. the summoning circle in the ghosts. Closet. Like a farm animal. <laughs> oh, goats. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Frank, for joining us. Thank you for having me. You're a great first guest. Uh, Thank you you guys for listening. Do you you have the offerings ready? My my semen? No. What? Oh, no. (laughs) I'll put my bag bag of semen away then. The offerings. Yeah. I, you know. You don't know how hard it was to get a gallon of lamb's blood. Oh, you do have the offerings. Cool. Right on. Damn it. I got the wrong text message, huh? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just a bit. Right. I'll, I'll put my semen back right. in then. You guys ready? Ready for our theme song? Can we do that? Frank hasn't listened to our podcast, so he doesn't know what the theme song is. You guys never sent me the link. So we're going to have him start us off. Start us off. Very good. Thank you.